It's a Between You and Me podcast on KAXE and KBXE. I'm Heidi Holton here with our news director, Chelsea Perkins. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, Heidi. It was a big news week last week in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. What happened? Well, Heidi, if you drove through Grand Rapids, you would know because it's pretty dang visible, but the Blandon Paper Company workers are on strike, and there are strike placards and and folks lined along the streets throughout pretty much a lot of the main part of the city. Yeah. So it's Teamsters Local Number 346. Um, What stands out to you? Why why was this a story you wanted to cover? Well, the day I found out about the strike, uh, which was uh, Saturday, I texted you, Heidi. I am relatively new to the Grand Rapids area, not a place that I've spent a lot of time before joining uh, KAXE. So I said to Heidi, is this common? Does this happen a lot? And your response was, I've never seen it happen before. Yeah. Now I'm a newcomer, right? I've only been here 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of like, and I've seen the change in the paper mill and just just the plant. I mean, they tore down parts of it when they didn't need certain machines and, you know, the change in the world in terms of a need for catalog and magazine paper. Things had changed a lot there. But other than that, it's sort of one of those around town. I know people who work at Blandin or married to someone who works at Blandin. It's like, those are the jobs you want. They're good, solid jobs, kind of, (laughs) you know, depending on how the paper market goes. But they're they're kind of the old school, what this town was built on kind of a job. Right. And I was a little bit surprised myself when I saw what the average wage to, to work in, you know, that industry is based on what the, the state statistics are. Um, it's pretty good. It's about, the average is about $86,000 a year. But, you know, you got to think about the fact that there is a lot of physical labor and and very um, tough conditions, super hot, you know, I'm sure a lot in the summertime to work around that giant machinery, dangerous just in the inherently by working with giant industrial machines. Sure. But there, there's basically two tiers of workers there, according to the, the union. There's, there's newer workers that are getting paid much less and are getting far less benefits, according, again, to the union. We've been unable to confirm any of the specific claims that are being made by the union uh, with the company. They've been, the company has been pretty tight-lipped, which isn't unusual in a, in a strike situation. But the fact that the mill is shut down and will remain shut down here, it, it appears, until there's a resolution, I mean, this could go on for a while. We don't really know. Um, there was a rally that happened, though, and that really stood out. And that was definitely something that you wanted to cover. I wanted to cover. We, you know, it's walking distance from KEXC Studios. For you, what what stood out? What did you expect? What what surprise? Did anything surprise you about the rally? I mean, I've been to events like this before. One thing that did surprise me a little bit about the rally was just kind of how uh, fiery and emotional, some of the the speeches that were made, even by le- the state legislators who were there. I mean, we had to bleep a couple things on the air. Um, so it, it got pretty passionate. 
the real hook of this story is just the fact that there is multiple labor movements that are occurring simultaneously in this country right now. You hear about, obviously, Hollywood and, and as a whole is on strike mm-hmm. right now. Lots and lots of uh, people who have decided that enough is enough, that they don't believe they deserve the working conditions that they are experiencing. Here in Grand Rapids, this being the first strike ever happening at the mill, I mean, that's historic. This mill's been here for 122 years, right? And there's been strikes authorized in the past, but they've never actually made it to this point. It's a historic moment for the mill's history, for the city's history. Yeah, for sure. And some of the people that you talked to at the rally, the other unions that were there, the teachers in this region are going through labor negotiations right now. Uh, with their union. Also, you talked with someone from the county uh, union, and I talked to someone else about that they're kind of within the next six months are also going to be negotiating contracts about their working conditions. So it's of interest to people in a larger sense, and they're supporting each other in each of the fights. Yeah, usually when you have a strike like this, you will see other unions in the area that will come out in support. And and like he pointed out, you know, if they go on strike, they're hoping that these guys would support them as well. It's an ethos that people in unions, you know, ascribe to that they're going to go out and they're going to be extra support for fellow union members, even if it's a different union. So one of the quotes that we had in the story that's coming up really stood out to me, and I think that was part of the kind of thrill of us covering this story, because we have you on board, we have a new reporter here, we're going to be able to do different kinds of coverage of things. Um, But Zach Radzak, the thing he said kind of gave me chills about the country we live in. It was also listening back. Uh, such a Minnesotan way of putting things. (laughs) Uh, He had a very thick accent that I didn't really notice until later when I was listening back to the tape. Um, But I swear to goodness, which just sounds so Minnesotan to me. To be in a crowd of people that were just absorbing all of the things that these people were saying to them and feeling the energy of that crowd, you know, it's... It is exciting to cover those types of events. This was also the first time that we were able to work with National Public Radio on a story. So you may or may not have caught my 40 seconds on the national newscast, which was a pretty uh, monumental moment in my life to hear Jack Spears say my name. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Mine too, to hear KEXE from Jack Spears' (laughs) voice. As we build this newsroom, as you build this newsroom, and we all work on this idea that rural people deserve this kind of news, to know exactly what is going on in their region. Part of the reason for doing this is for the people who live here, but it's also to have representation that's authentic on a national level. And so you've made that step already. Now you know the process. It's quite a process. I think we'll include that audio too. We'll start this off, this podcast. Yeah, with, that's a good idea. Chelsea's moment <laughs> um, on the, but it also probably looking ahead, then you know how to do this thing. And certainly the headline, this is something that you could work on as you're, as you're doing stories around here that you think people on a national level should know about. Right. I mean, Obviously, our number one directive is always to serve KAXE in our audience first. But if in the process, 
you know, we are covering something that is of national interest. It's it's to our community's benefit as well to mm-hmm. get that information out there, to have people thinking about northern Minnesota and and knowing what's happening here, too, that we're not just this vast wilderness where no people exist. And it's an ongoing story. I'm sure you're continuing to follow what is going on, supposedly back for talks first week of August. Right. But we'll see what happens then. I mean, this is kind of the issue in our region, the people that are doing the manual labor, doing these kinds of jobs that have been here for hundreds of years. But now the companies are owned by people in other countries. And so that's made the huge change in things where a strike, you know, at the mines, when the mines were first starting means something very different because the people live there who own that, you know, it's just, it just, I think it's the complication that you're going to be facing as you cover stories here about good jobs, but what it's doing to our environment, who's making the money off of it, all of that kind of stuff. Right. And with fewer and fewer people employed by the mill, it doesn't affect as many families as something like that once had. However, I think so many people in this community have such a strong tie to that mill, whether it's because a a family member worked there at one point, maybe they worked there in high school. I mean, there's so many people that that mill has been central to their experience of Grand Rapids that even if they don't work there, even if they don't know anyone who works there anymore, they still feel this desire to preserve that in some way. Coming up on this podcast, you're going to hear the story that made it to National Public Radio, as well as our story about the rally for striking UPM blend and paper mill workers. Today, the Dow is up two points. This is NPR. Unionized workers at a major Minnesota paper mill are on strike, demanding higher pay and better working conditions. Member station KAXE, Chelsea Perkins reports the mill has struggled amid a reduced demand for printed paper during the digital age. Union leaders and state legislators are among those rallying in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, offering support for UPM Blandon mill workers who walked off the job nearly a week ago. Zach Radzak is an officer with Teamsters Union Local 346. But I swear to goodness, I saw the most American thing I've seen in the past 10 years happen today. It was a man walking across the street with a picket sign on his shoulder. And that is America, boys and girls. That is what this country was founded on. Additional contract talks are expected to resume in two weeks. Meanwhile, workers and supporters are lining the streets at all hours to honks and cheers, drawing attention to the first strike in the mill's 122-year history. For NPR News, I'm Chelsea Perkins in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News in Washington. In local news, unionized workers are rallying today in Grand Rapids outside of the Blandin Paper Company, one of North America's largest suppliers of magazine and catalog paper. UPM Blandin is shuttered as striking employees line the streets to demand higher pay and better working conditions. News Director Chelsea Perkins tells us the work stoppage is likely to continue for weeks. Union leaders and state legislators rallied today in Grand Rapids, offering support for UPM Blandin mill workers who walked off the job nearly a week ago. Zach Radzak is an officer with Teamsters Union Local 346. 
But I swear to goodness, I saw the most American thing I've seen in the past 10 years happen today. It was a man walking across the street with a picket sign on his shoulder. And that is America, boys and girls. That is what this country was founded on. Additional contract talks are expected to resume in two weeks. Meanwhile, workers and supporters are lining the streets at all hours to honks and cheers, drawing attention to the first strike in the mill's 122-year history. 44-year-old Chris Reichardt is a millwright in the paper roll shop at UPM Blandon. He says a two-tier wage and benefit system that places newer workers at lower wages and benefits means some of his co-workers struggle to pay the bills. They're, they're making a less than I was when I started here back 17 years ago. And... Reichardt was among the longtime employees in the parking lot on Highway 2 where music played and food sizzled on the grill. Speakers included union leadership and DFL state legislators Grant Hoschild and Dave Lislegard. Both represent districts outside the region but said they came to town in solidarity with the striking workers. Liz Lagarde of Aurora was once a steelworker himself in Hoyt Lakes and said politics don't matter when it comes to workers' rights. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, you voted for Trump, you voted for Biden, I don't give a The point is, is that you're standing right here in solidarity. You're standing here across the region. I don't represent you as a legislator. I represent you as brothers and sisters in the labor movement. Senator Hoschild said the mill workers are part of a national labor movement making waves in Minnesota and across the nation. We are in a moment right now in America and in particular in Minnesota, whether it's the UPS, whether it's you guys here at Blandon, our hospitals. I know on our mines in my district at North Shore, they unionized for the first time after seven attempts to unionize. We are having a union moment in this state and in this country. And you guys are a part of it. And what we need these folks to understand, you know, the further, the bigger these corporations grow, the bigger these these organizations grow, the more disconnected they get from the reality of what's going on at the ground level. <laughs> doesn't move without the Teamsters. Paper doesn't move. Trucks don't move. You guys move it. Members of other unions, including teachers and government employees, joined the picket line today. Christopher Worth is the president of AFSCME Local 1626, which represents Itasca County Courthouse employees. All the unions, they really need to stick together when they have these labor issues. I know if we end up going on strike, we're going to be looking for support from these groups as well. People need to be paid well, and um, we need to be out here and showing force because it's, it's not just affecting the Blandin employees. It's going to be affecting all the employees in this area. Times are good, so pay your employees well. That's how it should be. In its communications about the strike, UPM Blandon has not addressed any specific claims made by union leadership. For KAXE, I'm Chelsea Perkins in Grand Rapids. For more information and photos of the rally, you can check out our website, kaxe.org. Thanks for listening to the Between You and Me podcast on KAXE, made possible by the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota, with music by Sam Milton. Mm -hmm.